Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
seek uh, to like desire a base that has produced words in other languages for lover, Latin, um, karas means dear, old English kara means friend, Persian, kama means desire, Sanskrit kama, name of the Hindu god of love, uh, like Kama, Kama Sutra, and all that. You guys probably heard of that before. Um, middle um, English, horror, game is physical filth, slime, old English, horror, and goes on. A man is defined, is a man defined by his sexual power, his ability to attract, seduce, and perpetuate members of the opposite sex. He is further celebrated for his ability to satisfy his conquest by both females and males. It basically uh, means that there seems to be the idea that a man who objectifies himself and females is celebrated as a lover, a player, those things have this positive kind of like connotation to it. So, which brings me to what is manhood? What is manhood? Manhood is the state of period of being a man rather than a child. Manhood represents um, growth into full physical maturity. Manhood appears to be a state of not being a child. It would be logical to conclude that a man is not like a child. A man is the culmination and manifestation of the child's physical and psychosocial experiences. How a child is socialized through his family, peers, subculture, and dominant culture will impact on the development of the man. There are certain expectations of a child at particular physical and mental developmental stages of a child's life. From birth, the male child embarks on his journey to become a man. First, he is born male. Second, he learns to be male. The child is totally dependent upon his parents. As the child grows, he is able to hold his head up, hold the upper part of his body up, roll over, hold his bottle, sit up, walk, crawl, run, jump, etc. These developments occur concurrently with the physical development of the child. As the child grows, he becomes more independent mentally and physically strong. The child also develops speech, learns how to talk, develops complex ideas about himself, morals, and ethics, his environment, and the list goes on. Children require close supervision and care. Men provide close supervision and care. It is safe to say that a man should not behave like a child. The child becomes knowledgeable and he is held more accountable for his behavior and expectations change. His ability to utilize knowledge in a rational manner will impact on how wise the child man will be. Physically, manhood is reached when the male reaches complete physical maturity. The child learns to be a man through socialization. The American Heritage Dictionary defines socialization as the learning of customs, attitudes, and values of a social group 
community or culture. Socialization is essential for the development of individuals who can participate and function within their society as well as for ensuring that a society's cultural features will be carried on through new generations. Socialization most strongly enforced by family, school, and peer groups and continues throughout the individual's lifetime. So basically you learn the customs of your people and you hand those customs down to your children. Your children do the same thing. So socialization is a process of which we learn or receive information regarding morals, ethics, behavior, what is acceptable, appropriate, customs, family, community, and ethics, sexual identity, what is male, what is female, ideas about the creator or not, and the list goes on. We learn and internalize. What we learn and internalize will impact on what we value. What we value will impact on our moral and ethical quality of life. Our quality of life will impact on the moral and ethical quality of the lives that we influence and impact upon. When the components of socialization, culture, subculture conflict with nature, place you at risk, places others at risk or in harm's way, it is a man's responsibility to initiate an intervention or change. This change should be initiated regardless of popular opinion laws and legislation. Now, we've seen examples of that in, in history. Martin Luther King, Civil Rights uh, Movement, Malcolm X, uh, Rosa Parks itself sat in front of the bus. Regardless of the law, the laws of the legislation were unfair, were uh, uh, very, uh, treated black people very poorly in those days. A man is a protector and a defender of what is right, best, healthy, safe, appropriate, etc. A man will defend himself, his mate, his family, and his community against principalities in high and low places. Uh, basically, that's just, you've seen that with the civil rights movement, with uh, again with Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Mecca Everts, Martin Luther King and those that stood beside those brothers. A man is a provider. He has a moral and ethical responsibility to teach, share, and model ideas and behavior regarding what is right and wrong, what is weak and what is strong, to provide the necessary spiritual, mental, and physical needs of his mate, family, and community. A man is a lover. He respects his mate and himself. He adheres to a moral and ethical code regarding his sexual behavior. His values, he values the sexual experience, her body, his body. Uh, we have a caller. I'll take caller number one. Thank you. Hello? Welcome to Provocative Thought. One more time. Hello? And welcome to Provocative Thought.
לא? Sounds like we have a bad connection. If you want call it, you can call right back. I'm sorry I was on mute, but I just want to say that um, yes. Hard t- I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time with the equipment tonight, but uh, I'm on like a, an echo. So it's a return sound. I just wanted to let you know if that anyone wanted to speak, they could press one. Press one. Yes. Right. Callers, if anyone wants to speak on the show, please press one. Okay, I'm going to continue, and I hope that the caller will uh, call back. A man values a sexual experience, her body, his body, the relationship, and the love. Sex is an expression of his love, appreciation, dedication, admiration, commitment, value, esteem, importance of, and attraction to his mate. A man is loyal and trustworthy. He does not objectify others or himself. His devotion is the result of his adherence to moral and ethical standards, his respect for his mate and himself. A man does not value corruption but seeks to eradicate it or shield his mate, his family, and communities from the infection of corruption. A man values communication and seeks to resolve issues with his mate, family, and in his community. A man respects his relationship wherever he goes. He does not allow temptation to persuade, seduce, entice, or invite him outside of his relationship. A man does not flaunt his sexuality or invite casual encounters because it would be in direct conflict with his conscience and moral and ethical standards, whether he be in a serious long-term monogamous relationship or not. He respects himself at all times. He does not place sexual gratification over his moral and ethical responsibility. Again, as previously discussed in casual sex, when two people mate, two lives are joined physically and sexually to produce at least one offspring, coming known as procreation. This is how we start our family unit. If the family is valuable and esteemed and important, it would be logical to conclude that the person you choose to have sex with should be viable, esteemed, and important. Thus, sex is just not to be a physical interaction. It should be an interaction of your emotions and an expression of how valued, esteemed, and important important your mate is. We should not throw away things that are valuable, esteemed, and important to us. We should not give or entrust things that are valuable, esteemed, and important to people who do not value, have esteem for, or feel it is important. Media influences. Casual encounters have been portrayed on screen, in song, in literature, 
are the idols of contemporary time. Idols are people who are liked, favored, and esteemed personalities. In medias and minorities, the politics of race and news and entertainment author Stephanie Greco Larson points out, early media representations of the black male were non-threatening and almost sexless. The alternative to these desexed images were those who were oversexed. The desexualized and the oversexualized representations were about power and privilege than about sex. The analysis of cartoons in Hustler magazine illustrated how black males were dehumanized as sexual predators from the 1970s to the 1980s. Hustler magazine is a, a, mag, a skin magazine, a magazine that, uh, that deals with uh, pornography, for those who are not familiar with Hustler magazine. The birth of a nation included hypersexual and dangerous stereotypes of black men referred to as the brutal black, no pun, Kenny, buck. Movies with the black buck stereotypes are The Emperor Jones, made in 1933, Carmen Jones, 1954, Porgy and Bess, 1959, the Jim Brown movies of the late 60s, Rocky Three, that was uh, Mr. T came on the scene there, the, the big scary uh, black guy. That was that 1982, The Color Purple, New Jack City, that's Nino Brown. Throwing a lot of testosterone around in New York. What's love got to do with it? And, of course, uh, Denzel Washington and Training Day. We have had a constant bombardment of self-facing and... We have a constant bombardment of self-facing of the black female. Some of the most more, more contemporary uh, artists from the rap genre Snoop Dogg stated, we don't love them hoes on his celebrated album. Ice Cube stated, my Jimmy run deep, so deep, put her ass to sleep. I don't know if these are exact words, but it's, it's close. 50 Cent stated, I got the magic stick. I know if I can hit once, I can hit twice. I, got, I hit the baddest chicks. Biggie Smalls stated, I see some ladies tonight who should be having my baby. Maybe. DMX named a slew of females on a track called What They Really Want. I lost count. I couldn't write those names down because there was that many of them. LL Cool J boasts of being a ladies' man. Wilt Chamberlain stated he slept with a thousand women. What if Women express the same attitude. Would it be as acceptable? I believe a woman did on a track with 50 Cent or was 50 Cent on a track with her, Little Kim. On the, She said she had the magic click uh, to quote, I know if I can get licked once, I can get licked twice, something like that. Anyway, this debasing of the... Uh, Black woman and it's self-debasing of the black woman. Where did we get this from? Why? Why do we 
celebrate that? Why is that something that we well, we're not looking at? Yes. I know. <laughs> I see you have um, you have people that uh, are looking to speak, but I have to say, just listening to it, is that the commercial entity, the one that's seen that a black man as a pimp or a negative kid uh, gone on lots of money. Because whenever you have a black man as a positive image, very rarely do you see uh, money flowing that way. So it, it definitely is a conspiracy, but we all have bit into it or we buy into it. And it, it definitely um, sells, sells, you know, um, black men and black women seen as negative entities, negative beasts, so to speak. And um, they take away our humanity. So when you look at a beast, you can easily kill that beast. And that's right. part of the problem of uh, Black Lives Matter because, First of all, we have to get straight on the image who we are. Who do we want to be? And is it okay for them to put an image of us on the wide, wide world and it be negative and that be all right? If we were the right. only negative, maybe, but uh, life is a duality, if nothing else. Negative and positive. And we have to turn on the light. But anyway, I don't want to dominate. You have someone who raised their hand uh, from uh, 215. Okay. Next caller, please. Welcome to Provocative Thoughts. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, how you doing? My name is Lavelle. I called on a show uh, a couple of weeks ago about, uh, I think it was about alcohol. Yes, but um, I'm just telling you, I like, I'm enjoying your show. But uh, today... Today's topic, you know, uh, what I'm what I'm getting out of that is, you know, a lot of that is exploitation. It starts when you're a young person, and they put it on TVs or radios. They sell it in magazines, and it gets you it gets you in that mindset that this is okay. It starts young, you know, back in the '80s. You know, you you had the posters on the wall. And, you know, you'd be seeing different shows. So a lot of that kind of stems from that also, what I think, you know. And then, you know, it, now nowadays TV is more explicit more than it was back then. Now they right. show a whole lot of graphics. So they try to get you in the mind frame. So a part of that is is the media, you know, that um, – that, uh, stimulates the brain to make you think that way, you know. So I, I, I understand a lot of what you're thinking, and I agree with you 100%. But it also starts as a youth, you know, brainwashing brainwashing your youth. Right. Okay. So the, the, the television is, is being used as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything else. Um, um Posters, you know, posters you see, uh, the uh, internet, all that's being used to to brainwash our kids to think that sometimes this is okay. 
you know, when you're young, you do a lot of things, and you become old and you older, and you look back and you say, wow, I really did this? You know, you got to say, did I really do this? You know, but now I'm at the, I mean, I've done some stuff too. I'm not going to lie. We Probably we all have. But when you get to the point of, of being at a certain age, uh, you look at it and you say, well, wow, this wasn't right. You know, I'm I'm, I'm feeling right now, the, the level I'm on now, I'm like one of Brian McKnight's songs. If you don't want to, don't waste your time. You know, because you you putting yourself out there when you can really be with the person that you really want to be with instead of spreading yourself around like that. Okay. I heard that. That's that's a positive message and strong from the heart. I can, I can respect that. I'm on the same vibe that you want, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate well, your call. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do you, do you uh, have anything else to say? I want to cut you off. No, no, I'm, I just want to say uh, thank you. I'm enjoying your show, and I told people about your show, Provocative Thoughts, and I hope everybody tell their friends and their friends tell their friends because this is a good show, it's a good talk show, and more people need to listen. I say I agree. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I say. Okay, you right, have a I'll... nice day. All right. You have a nice day. Thank, thank you. you very much. You're welcome. Like, as the brother just uh, commented on, the uh, constant exposure to uh, celebrated images and vibrations of promiscuous behavior that the deep basis the individual and the sexual experience will reach and impact on many through the media, like dope or drugs, the success of this track and similar tracks um, is indicative of the demand for vibrations music and lyrics that debase the individual and the sexual experience. So the fact that somebody is putting those vibrations out in the community is one thing. The other uh, issue is that there's somebody that wants to listen, hear that, and is absorbing that. And we see, and Brother was just talking about how these things are uh, become commonplace. And basically he's saying we're being attacked through our generation which is scary because they're attacking our children, and we are responsible for protecting our children. And we're, we're not doing a good job at that at this point uh, because, because our children, like you said, is, are exposed. They have access to things that in his time, my time, I'm thinking if it had that time period near my age anyway. But, you know, along of 30, 40 years ago, you didn't have exposure to uh, a lot of things that were on the television, even lyric, even verbally, uh, some of the things that people said, not just things that people do on TV. Some of the things that they said just wasn't, it wasn't there. The concept that they expressed on television, it, 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 it didn't exist. Those things were somewhere else in some part of the city, some little dark area, some lit up area with some, you know, neon lights and things like that. But there's a market for it. Apparently, somebody, some of us are hungry for that. Like James Brown said, it's a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. So individuals, the individual males who are man whores can't be man whores without a woman. Again, there's a market for the man whore. 
Casual encounters are on screen and in song and literature, the idols of contemporary, modeled by the idols of contemporary time. The debasing of the sexual experience is indicative of the debasing of the individuals participating in the sexual experience. Repetitive exposure to visual, audio, and literary references to the debasing of the sexual experience consciously and subconsciously impacts upon the thinking of the individuals who are exposed to the indoctrination of the information. The natural reward, sexual bliss, exhilaration, euphoria, provide an added motivation to perpetuate the behavior. And I don't, I don't know if we discussed this with alcohol, but there's a thing, a chemical in your brain called dopamine, which is the reward. Hello? Yes. Yes. We're still here. Okay. We're still I thought I heard somebody saying something. Okay. Dopamine is what enables, makes it possible for us to respond to rewards, joy, bliss, and things like that. It's the thing that makes you go back to something that you like. So sex is a, has, has a, is a natural thing that occurs between us. Dopamine is, in itself is natural. But when you have it, um, hypersexuality is impacting on your dopamine, so you, you, you're you going to be motivated to have sex maybe outside of even your moral or ethical or standard that you believe. Because we all, some of us have a moral ethical standard that we believe that's right and wrong, and then we have our personal moral ethical standard which guides our individual behavior. We may think that it's the right thing to do to get married before you have sex, but we have premarital sex. We might think that it's not um, okay, all right to sleep with uh, a lot of people but you may do it anyway because it feels good. You get something out of it. You like the person and, and whatever it is. You feel close to him, him or her, and, you know. So why is it easy for a man to surrender his esteem, his self-worth? That's the question. Why is it easy for a man to do that? Is it because men dominate the world and have been doing so forever and being dominant and being the dominant force, are we not subjected to the morals and ethics of the culture, of the society? Are we exempt from that because we run into place? So, with, you know, that's the question. Is it easy because the actual sexual experience or process is less involved or com- less complex than it is for a woman in terms of for a woman, sex is very different than it is for a man. We know that we are anatomically not the same. And for a man, uh, he doesn't experience the same thing that a woman does. He's not penetrated. He's penetrating. He doesn't get pregnant. He doesn't have any of those restraints that a woman might have. He doesn't have a period. So maybe a little different. He doesn't have, apparently, he doesn't have the social uh, support to do the right thing um, all the time, you know, because this the lover is celebrated. You know, Michael, the lover, the song back in the day, Michael, the lover, um, 
you know, a lot of guys, Billy D was portrayed as a, a ladies' man. This thing about being a ladies' man, why isn't the, why why isn't it why isn't it celebrated to be a good man, a woman, a ladies' man, not not a lady like the ladies' man? Why do you have to be uh, sexually seductive, uh, enticing to many women? What what do you get out of that? Now I'm going to re- uh, go back to again because this is you so related. You have a caller. I have a caller. Okay, caller. Yes. Welcome to Provocative Thought. How y'all doing today? All right. How are you doing? I'm fine. Name is Vincent. Vincent, how you doing, Vincent? I'm doing good. I've been listening to to the show first time. Caller. Um, the, the show is is the show is great. Um, you know, the comment uh, about the men, a man is going to do whatever the women allow us to do. And it's easy for us to just walk away from a situation and say, you know what, you deal with it because, you know what, nothing fall back on us. Because, you know what, a woman, if she, if she gets pregnant, she has to carry that baby. A man can always get up and leave and say, you know what, i deal with you later. It's a it's a rose will reverse. If men could get pregnant, the women would do the same thing that we do to them that they do to us because we've been doing it for so long. Oh, okay, that was interesting. You, you you feel that the woman if she if she couldn't get pregnant, she would run through a lot of men. Yeah, because you know what they've been hurt so. Uh, I'm sorry, the women have been hurt so much by us men. They will just do it just because you know what you see how I felt for nine months, or or the day not being there at all, and it, you know, you know, you know, and the kids like so. The man say, you know what, I'm gonna be there for you, but as soon as the baby come, he vanished. Mm-hmm. So let me get this right. So you're saying women have animosity towards men for not treat for not treating them with respect and being in esteemed relationships with them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, some of them, not all of them. Some, right, we know. It's not an absolute statement, but some women. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll say some, because it's not, it's not absolute, because all women are not treated poorly or debased. But there is mm-hmm. some energy out there that does that, right? Yes, sir. Right. Yes, so, sir. So men basically are don't have to adhere. Are we saying because we're men? That we don't have to, uh, we don't have the same standard as a woman. Nope. When you're a man, the other men look up to what you do because they think that's a that's a that right there is appropriate behavior, you know. And if you if you was raised right by your father, then you will know that's not the way you're supposed to act. Right. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. So if, if men think that's appropriate behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Do they think that that's appropriate behavior for their daughters? If they if they care about their kids, no. If they don't, then they don't care what their daughters do. Oh, okay. So is there such person that doesn't care about their daughter that was that's not a drug addict or you know something like that? But that's yeah, you know what? Because you know what? There are men out there right now that don't care what their daughters do because. 
they walk away from their parents. You know, I'm sorry. Oh, they, okay. They walk away from their fathers. You know, you know, the possibilities. Right. Okay. They can care less what's going on right now. They ain't there with mm. them. Right. Okay. So, as for yourself, is that a, uh, if you had a daughter, what's your take on that? If I had a daughter, um, I feel sorry for the brothers that she is dating, whoever she's dating, because nowhere, because nowhere, I will always be there for her. You know, she will make her decisions. But you know, you know, if you hurt her, you got to deal with me. Okay. So, so it's safe to say that it would be uh, inappropriate for the so-called man whore to uh, try to uh, objectify and take advantage of your daughter. Is that correct? Yes, because no way I will show her what it, I will show her what a real man is, what a male whore is, and what a guy just trying to get it is. Right. I'm glad you said that because this is the the, the fickle that everybody, all guys want sex. The guy that wants to marry you, he wants sex, right? The guy that just wants to sleep with you, he wants sex too. So how do we tell these two guys apart? They both the guy that wants sex, he loves sex a lot. He will do anything to get what he wants. Then that's when you have to sort out and figure out exactly what. No, what when she figure out what she wants from her man, and if he can't give her that, then she only to give him, you know, give him what he's looking for. Because no, what you gotta have set goals and standards in life of of where she want to be. So if she wants to do something in life and you're not going. In that direction, then you don't need to, to bother with that person. So right. if so, if that man is not giving you what you need, then you leave him alone. So what she needs, and, and I'm, I'm trying to get to uh, what is it that she needs? Is it uh, like material things? What I, I mean, what do you mean? She gonna need the, the support, the love, and someone, um, you know, to be there for her. You know. If he's getting the crunch, you know, he's not going to run away from it. Oh, okay. So she needs commitment. Yeah. That, 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 okay. that, that's a scary word for all men. Okay, so do you think men have an issue with commitment because they have so many options? Some of them, yes. Most men have had that, that you know what, if I tell them I'm with one woman, you know what? I know what I'm missing out on something else, but you're not missing out on you know you're not missing out on nothing else. You your mind has been thought all that time. You know what I need to have more than one woman. So you know what I gotta have more than one. So if you just have one, you can't be content to just stand with one woman because you because your brain has been used to having you know two or three women. You know you know if something goes wrong, you always leave and go to something else. Right. Okay, so so basically what we have is the internalization of the idea that you need the more the merrier, I guess, to make a long story short, the more the merrier for the man. That's the way the man is, some men are walking around, the more the merrier. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so. We have, we have additional callers that would like to see. Okay. I, I Thank you. Because. Yes, I appreciate you uh, giving me time. Yeah, I appreciate you calling the show, brother. 
You can. We got another caller. Yeah. Hi. Caller two. Hello, Hello. This is this is Michelle, and I'm listening to your dialogue, and I listen to what the um, gentleman Vincent was just saying, and um, surely um, he speaks from uh, maybe an idealistic place concerning his daughter, and I would hope that in that teaching as well, that he teaches the daughter the value of being honored and respected in a relationship as well, the commitment and other things that support a productive um, monogamous relationship. Um, But at the same time, you know, there are so many daughters out here who don't have fathers like him to so... um, such seeds into their lives and to give them the pearls of life to guide them. And as a result of that, they are so hungry for love or attention or affection and having a supportive male in their life that doesn't require a physical compromise of some kind is a unique experience for a lot of um, young women. And older women, too, for that matter. But for the younger woman who had no father figure, who had no male positive role model or image to display what a, a respectable relationship looks like, um, she's more susceptible to accepting a corrupt program because it meets an unfulfilled need that she has longed for most of her life. And yes, it would be nice to say, okay, well, I trust that when my daughter starts to date again um, or begin to date, that um, she will lean more towards a male that um, has these particular um, values or ethical beliefs that seem to pair with what I, what I have taught her. But for the girl who doesn't have that, she kind of learned it as she goes, all right, which is sad because as she learns this, she is constantly compromising self in the process so she does it enough that she realizes, well, this is not bringing me to my expected end. Or maybe it is bringing her to an expected end, but maybe not what we would want for her as um as people who care about her life, because I know that there are women out here, young girls alike, um, who there are men around them, but they're not educating them. They're not they're not giving them that self-talk. They're not giving them that conversation, some value themselves as a female, um, and enlightening, enlightening them from the male perspective. And in the and as a result of that, that's how you get the kind of girls like this and was talking about that at this place of vengeance. Like he was saying that if girls were able or women were able to do what men are able to do sexually, that they come from this vengeance mindset. But I would want to hope that we are not so corrupt and in our images of self that we would sacrifice um, who we are as sexual beings and make that kind of compromise. So that's about all I have to say about this this topic. 
But it's I pretty had interesting. A question I had a question to ask you as a woman. What about why do women celebrate these guys as, as lovers? Well, lover is women, just a, a, a good, a, a, a nice word for saying Women have unfulfilled needs, all right? And when you have that unfulfilled need, it's very easy to fall into the arms of somebody who's giving you that attention. If you don't have any role models or people in your life to support that, that doesn't compromise you. So so that's what happens sometimes for some women. You know, this person who, even though they're negative for real, becomes a glorified image to that individual because that individual is longing for that male relationship or that male attention that that may feed that dopamine as you talked about earlier. Dopamine helps the process it helps that process occur because it's a natural occurrence in the brain when you feel right. good about something. So yep. anything that can attach itself to that dopamine rod, positive right. or negative. Right. Okay. All right, so So, so what about know, her? I, I thank you for allowing me to share my comments. And it's been interesting. I said I thank you for allowing me to share my comments, and it's been interesting just um, hearing these different dialogues you've been having from week to week. I think I think it's a wake up call, and I'm just glad that you know you have a platform to um, enlighten people. I'm, Hello. I'm glad you called. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad we you called. Yeah. New caller. We have a new caller? Yes. New yes. caller? Welcome to Bob and Thought. Hello. How you doing tonight? Okay. How you doing? I just Good. wanted to tell you only in 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Okay. I just have a quick question. Um, just going forward, how do we as adults, as parents um, of young men, just children and teens, how do we influence them into becoming, you know, boyfriends, husbands, you know, becoming gentlemen, you know, not to have sex before marriage or, you know, just to become respectful in a relationship. How and what can we do as, you know, as adults who've been there, done that, you know, how can we make them see how to have a better relationship and not be a man whore? Like what do we need to do to help the young for the future? Any comments well, for that? Yes. Well, it's a saying. It takes a village to raise a child. You understand? So it's going to take a village, a community, to support the morals and the ethics, uh, a higher standard of morals and ethics. You may hold the people accountable for that. You understand what I'm saying? What we need to do, we need to, we need to um, when the television comes on, you need to monitor what your children are watching. Know what they're teaching your child in school because I'm hearing some things about school also. Uh, because when you go to school, your child is interacting with other children. You don't know what that child has been exposed to, right? Right. So everybody has to take part. See, nowadays you can't say nothing to nobody's child. You might end up in a fight. You might end up hurt. You understand what I'm saying? But Very difficult. true. So what, what? But we have to get past all of that, and we have to show each other respect, Right. Yeah, we have to uh, exactly. raise the bar of integrity for ourselves 
and for our children, and we have to try to raise them the best way, best, best way that we can because we're being attacked on so many levels, on every level of human exist, existence. And right, it's, right. It's through the natural avenues, you know, that's what makes it so bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. But what we have to do is instill these all values in our children. Right, yeah, that's and, true. And stick to So it. Maybe, maybe a guy like you who can get out there more and, and, you know, help people wake them up a little bit to see what these young men, and you know, what they're doing and, and how they're, you know, ruining their lives and ruining other people's lives. Right, and one of the lives of the people they interact with and the people that, that result from their interaction in terms of children. Right. Right, because, we you know, people uh, seem to been have been – more relaxed with this idea about uh, uh, this openness with the uh, sexuality and this situation with uh, the man just I heard a uh, female told me a man's going to be a man. Basically, she was saying that a man is going to mess around in the relationship. She just suspected that from a man that he's gonna, like mm-hmm. he's a dog. You know, like, I mean, you know. I've heard I've heard fathers say, "Oh, that's my boy. He he he's just a chip off the old block." That's my boy, you know, just encouraging him to be like his dad, who probably was a whore, probably sleeping right. around with a lot of different women, cheating on on his mom, and, you know, oh, yeah, he's a chip off the old block. Right. Well, you know, some people might say that's a matter of opinion. I'm not trying to throw a wrench in, in this program, but some people might say everything that we're saying, that's your opinion. Right, right. And you have those people that feel that strong about that behavior, and what they're doing, and that it's nothing wrong with it because they're especially adult, two percent an adult. What is your problem? Yep, I see. But it's it's just a shame that the young guys nowadays they you know they don't develop you know healthy relationships. You know they don't give uh, they don't give themselves nor the woman a chance. You know they just want you know have sex and and that's it. I don't think they stand a chance. Because they're being bombarded with all this sexual information and it's pornography. Uh, it is, it's called pornography is no longer in the, in the corner where it used to be at. It's mainstream. Mm-hmm. So it's in it's in the lyrics. It's 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 it's, it's on television. Right, right. Even car ads always have have a a sexy woman or or a big strapping guy and tight clothes and. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, people today have, a, I mean, they have a hard struggle in terms of their sexuality. That's something that's natural. It's natural for you to want to have sex and want to mate with somebody. But what we need to understand is there are certain conditions which this is to occur and which is best for everyone, for the individual, the relationship, the child, the community, so forth like that. So best right. case scenario, that's what we need to be working on towards. Maybe everybody not going to have sex, not going to not have premarital sex, but maybe they can have sex in a, in a meaningful, long-term relationship. You right, know what I'm right. You know, because yeah. everybody can't get married right away. If, 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 if you're 16 or 17, these people are having sex nowadays. What are you going to say oh, to a 16 or 17-year-old? whose body is saying, I want sex, I want to be fulfilled. Like uh, the young lady said previously, they had, uh, a woman wants to be held, she wants to be uh, nurtured by a man uh, physically, uh, sexually, right? She has desires, right? 
Right. Yeah. So that ha- apparently that happens at age 16. I guess right? that's when the hormones yeah. start kicking in. Yeah, apparently True. that happens. Excuse me, Colton. You do have another call. Okay. Uh, All right. Thanks so much. I just wanted to share my opinion. Next call, please. Welcome to Provocative Thought. Thank you. Hello? Hi. Hi. This is Chuck. I've been listening to the program pretty good. I've been listening to the program in and out because I'm on my way to a uh, Nigerian funeral. Uh, So I haven't been able to hear everything. But I do know uh, from some of your previous programs that sexuality and sex is a big moneymaker here in our culture in the United States and uh, probably around the entire world. Both men and women are are guilty, and it probably was started by uh, some religious sect from uh, ancient history where the man who's called uh, a pimp was a, a priest. Could you turn the volume down a little bit? Excuse me. I'm sorry, because you have an echo. And and, and I think the, continu- the, the continuation, turn yours off, the continuation of uh, this type of thing is going to be hard to uh, defeat because uh, other than sexuality, another uh, human... Uh, negative characteristic is the uh, uncontrolled desire for uh, uh, wealth, money, and material things. And that's that thing drives you, man or woman. And the other thing, there are always those people who are not attached to the uh, making money by these things, but the pure pleasure, who enjoy the, uh, the pleasure of sex. And uh, that in itself is the reward or award for those people. Right. Right. That that's your man whore. He's there for the pleasure of sex and as many partners as he can accumulate. The more but, like we'll train that with a thousand women. Mhm. And brag and about it, right? Cut. Big stud. That that was that was the thing that he bragged about. Why would you no shame. brag about no that? No shame. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, that that type of thing. Like you know, and then, you know, as I, as I said previously, that um, male slaves were used as studs. You know. Okay. Now, yeah, because they because they were treated as uh, as property, but but uh, which you know. Which was not a, a a distinguishing thing to uh for mankind it was a it was a step back and the the question becomes Europeans perceive um African female slaves as immoral and promiscuous. Do we as uh black men view our sisters as immoral and promiscuous fours also well of of course not, but again. When we're talking about that money making thing, that's gonna that's gonna help you. To flip it, uh, the other thing they're saying that that white women are the most desirable, right? Making her a uh, a sexual object to be desired for for money. So somebody's gonna give away those money. People are t- are, are are looking at it, 
And, of course, there's always the people who are just pleasure only. Hey, I love it. You know, I enjoy it. Those, what you call it, endorphins? Right. Are kicking in? Right. Dopamine. Right. Dopamine. You know, know, that's interesting, too. You said about all the Caucasian women. Because I remember when I was a child, I don't remember a lot of black pornography. But it, it, it exists. It existed, and all, uh, pornography exists. And what is they have another name for it? They call it erotic uh, uh, pictures or whatever, or writings or whatever. Always existed. It's not. Huh. It's not new from ancient times. So the thing, huh. the thing we're talking about, of course, sex is as old as we are, old as mankind is from the beginning. They were, they were created, huh. male, male and and female. But it's going. Huh. Uh, Excuse me, gentlemen, this is a great discussion, but you have one minute, Carlton. And okay, we have one minute. Um, let's wrap it up, uh, Chuck. Let's wrap it up, Steve. Okay. Good talking to you. All right, brother. Okay. I want to thank all callers. I want to thank Queen Mother for real for, again, allowing me to host this show. I needed a, a platform to, to reach the committee, and this is the perfect uh, platform to do that. I hope, I hope that we have more listeners. Also, maybe you didn't want to talk, but I hope that I, I was able to be someone, maybe one or two people, and that you will spread the news about the show, provocative thought, a uh, place where we can get on the air and, and discuss us. Also want to, uh, hello? Yeah, you're still on. I'm still on? Okay. I also want to recommend for the brothers out there who think that it's okay, all right, cool uh, to sleep with many women and have these casual um, relationships with women. um, Defacing relationships, it's not okay. Raise the bar of integrity. Let's do this. We can be better people, better individuals, better relationships, better communities, better families. Let's go for it. Let's start today, everybody. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox and four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading the charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to 